0: Hello, investors. So today I have a great guest, Chris, joining us from B.C. Uh, Chris has quite an interesting story, as you'll find out, moving from a different country, uh, really crushing it in Canada, doing really well in investments. You'll hear about his flips and everything he's done. It's just been uh, wow. (laughs) What an amazing story. Very inspirational. Uh, Someone to look up to and also such a great guy, very generous with his time and information. I'm sure you'll get lots of value out of this episode. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Streetwise Mortgages. Streetwise is a multi-award winning mortgage brokerage that services real estate investors across Ontario. If you're looking to grow a real estate portfolio to replace your income, supplement retirement, and enhance your overall returns, the Streetwise team can help you develop a financing roadmap to scale up. They cover everything from capital sources to deal structure to opportunities to maximize your borrowing power to mapping out your future financing. Streetwise works both with clients who are starting out on their investment journeys as well as sophisticated investors with multi million dollar portfolios. They have access to capital sources, including traditional alternative and private funds and well-versed with the various investment strategies including buy and hold buy renovate refinance rent repeat or the BERP, multi-residential rent-to-owns assignments construction financing and student rentals to book a complimentary session with a streetwise income property advisor go to www.streetwisemortgages.com or email the team at info at streetwisemortgages.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wine & Real Estate.
0: Bonjour à tous.
1: So today, we're very excited. We're going to be talking with Chris Herlin, a real estate investor who I believe is in BC, but we'll let him introduce himself. That way, uh, we won't get it wrong. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Introduce yourself, Chris, for people who don't know who you are
2: thank you guys for having me here today uh, my name is chris harlan um, i moved to bc not long ago i was from ontario but uh decided to move to bc with my family uh as uh, as a like 10-year dream for me um to to live here so It's been an exciting journey, Um, but yeah, I'm a real estate investor um, that was uh, more uh, dedicated in Ontario in the past few months, did a few flips, a lot of bursts too, and um, just love that, uh, just love the real estate game.
1: That's awesome. So tell us, are you actually uh, investing in Ontario and living in BC, or are you, you stopped investing in Ontario and now just in BC?
2: Exactly. So I finished all my flips. I still have my burs in uh, Ontario. Um, mm-hmm. That's where my, uh, my monthly salary comes from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then I finished all my flips and then we decided to come here to continue uh, our business here. Excellent. Wow, that's exciting.
0: And that's a huge thing you put, uh, you mentioned there, like your salary from these properties We get asked all the time, Jennifer and I, how do I quit my job? How do I plan for it? So, Chris, we have a perfect victim here. How did you Absolutely. plan your escape strategy? Like the escape. It sounds yeah. like you he, he was in prison. <laughs> well, maybe he was. <laughs> yes, it you
2: know? was a prison actually. <laughs> um actually it was not planned. Um 2020 oh. hit, uh COVID hit, and I was mm-hmm. an engineer for 17 years. Oh my um, did that for 17 years in my life, and for the first time ever in my career, I got laid off
0: from oh, work. Gosh. Wow. Okay, sorry. And
2: yes, no, no, and it, I, I came out of that with a smile on my face, to be very honest, <laughs> because, um, yeah, like I've been, I've been investing in real estate. I moved from Brazil to Canada in 2013, and uh, with no money, like just had uh, some savings in Brazil, but uh, with the exchange rate, it means nothing, pretty much. <laughs> oh no, uh, my, 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 my year, like my lifetime savings in Brazil, like we're slash by a third like basically like that and um exchange rate is horrible right when you're coming from a poor country (laughs) yeah um but anyway so like i met my wife here and then we started investing real estate together And over time, since 2014 up to 2020, we already had a few properties that we had for rentals. So very good cash flow, of course, buying properties in 2014 compared to 2020, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like equity makes a big difference. And and the rents, of course, like over time, we um, uh, replaced renters and all that. So like cash flow got better and uh, that was the process to learn how cash flow and equity are so so good right like it just like changed my life like changed my my view point of like salaries and like nine to five and all that so over time uh especially in 2020 i decided to quit my job it was my goal in 2020 to quit my job uh after a boot camp that i've done in toronto um, I promised myself that, that I would quit my job in 90 days after like buying. Wow, wow. Yes, in 90 That's days.
1: <laughs>
2: it was ambitious at that time. And then um, so I had uh, I, at that, that same month in February 2020, I bought um, three more properties, two three uh, multifamily homes in one month. I bought a fourplex, a triplex and a duplex. Got them all financed. Crazy, And then man. I was all ready. <laughs> it's like I just took action right away. It's like 90 days. Okay, I need to work really fast right now. And um, got all the financing done and then hit uh, probably March, April, somewhere on those lines. I got laid off from work. Like it didn't even hit the 90 days. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, at that same time, I said that I came out of my smile on my face when they told me that I was laid off because uh, at that time I was already doing some wholesaling i was okay. learning wholesaling and all that and then um i already had my first flip property already purchased oh and uh i already had my fir- my my flip project already purchased and i was like how am I gonna find time to do that
0: yeah
2: <laughs> and uh i was like okay um it, something had to change at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Something had to change. I had to create more time. I would have to do something. And then this whole thing happened. And then like my life changed from that day.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So I want to go back to that uh, month of February, 2020, <laughs> just so that we can maybe, maybe um, tell people a little bit concretely, like how do you buy a fourplex, a th- a triplex and a duplex in, in one month?
0: Yeah, it seems crazy. Most people yeah, are like, I, I don't think have a it million. Seems,
1: it seems to be unattainable to, to maybe somebody who's just starting out. So why don't you just kind of give the over, an overview? <laughs> oh, it
2: was scary. It was scary by all means. Like uh, yeah. I, I've never done that before. Um, typically for me, real estate was basically buying a property and then getting financing on the spot, right? you You see a property and then you go and try to find financing and all that. But when you're talking about off-market deals, um, oh, yeah. things change big time right like speed like you have to really put like all the efforts on getting the financing ahead of the game or are having j- joint venture partners and all that and um so those three properties one the fourplex with the jv partner the uh the triplex and the duplex i found them off market from friends and uh, wow. and uh, and real estate and a real estate agent actually, uh, they had pocket deals or the wholesaler had a great deal and then uh, they came week after week like it was almost like in like unbelievable that one after uh, you know the I other. would see <laughs> one after the other and I put all the offers and I got them all. That's at, 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 uh, really quick. And I was shaking at that point. I was like, "How am I gonna do this? I'm gonna fail." And, all <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because mainly because my my mindset right before February was that I could have only four properties with the with the banks, right? So like yeah. everything I knew at that time was that to finance properties, I had to go to like the main four banks in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what uh, at least a uh, mortgage broker told me. She's like, oh, no. "Stop coming here." She's like, "Stop coming here. I don't want to see you again. You already hit your maximum amount of properties. Don't, don't, wow. don't even try again. Don't even try again. You're done." Uh, oh my goodness! Like, so oh, very
0: yeah, limited mindset. <laughs> exactly.
2: She put that like that uh, limiting belief in myself, right? So my my wife were like, "Well, like that's the end. So let's try to find something else to do." And uh, I started watching videos at that time, like of people like doing hundreds of properties. I was like, yeah. How are these people buying hundreds of properties? Like, <laughs> I want to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that one day. And then uh, that's when I started going to boot camps and all that, and then just getting to like um, a room with like-minded investors that are doing much bigger than I was. Right. So, like, one thing that I learned over time is that if you want to do something bigger than what you're doing right now go and join the rooms that people are doing like 10 times what you're doing yeah Mm. right always 10 times like for me it was like if i have five properties i want to join people that are doing 50 properties i want to learn how they got to 50 and then when you get to 50 i want to see 500 so Mm. um I start joining those groups, people are doing more, right? People are doing bigger things. And uh, that's when the limiting beliefs start going away. Like, and you start saying like, yes, uh, this is possible. That's how it's done. And then you start putting actions towards those goals and start making them happen.
1: Mm. So when you came to Canada in 2013, um, like what kind of kind of got you into looking at real estate investing? I mean, you were an engineer already, or yeah. or becoming one. <laughs> you came no, with your it's... savings and and like, a, yeah. man, I got to put my savings on some properties.
2: <laughs> no, actually not. I was like, uh, you know, I was still like 20, my 20s, and um, my thing was partying and like spending money. Yeah. I'm a triathlete <laughs> too, like. I was all about buying the very expensive bikes and going racing all week every weekend and all that. So like um uh, I get this question very often saying like, "Well, wow, like you probably like just uh, came with like already like financial background and all that." Is it like actually not. Actually um my parents were real estate investors. I knew no that the power of real estate investing in in Brazil in Brazil, at least, in Brazil. Okay. like they have right. Airbnbs um they already had properties that they're renting full-time and all that so i knew the power of real estate but um, my mindset was in a different place at that time. I was like more like partying and all that, so like the typical <laughs> kid, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife actually, I met my wife here in Canada, and uh, her parents are the same. They had Airbnbs, they have like, Airbnb's oh wow, all that, so like,
0: we've parents like, <laughs> exactly
2: like they were like the, the like, we both like, um, uh, uh, basically got that same mindset that we had from our parents that you know they got their wealth out of real estate and we're like, well, why don't we do the same thing? Right. Yeah. So like we start buying more properties and saving money and then really like, um, being the good stewards with our own money. Um, because like, of course I didn't come with much money from Brazil. I came with like very limited. So our work, my wife is a dental hygienist. I'm, a, I'm an engineer. So we came with like good, good salaries. And we yeah. could actually with our salaries, Build our portfolio, small portfolio, until like we got rejected by the uh, mortgage broker, and then we had to go somewhere (laughs) else.
1: (laughs) well, sometimes a rejection can be a very good thing because it makes you look outside of the box and look for more creative ideas, and then it pushes you even further than you thought you would have gone.
0: Yeah, (laughs) this is huge. I mean, that's how we've been propelled as well. We've also been told no fairly quickly, Um, again, your jobs can carry you, but only so far, especially on the residential financing. So how did you change from that, like from limited to four mortgages or four properties to next steps? Like I heard joint venture partners. Did you also qualify for some of the mortgages?
2: Well, I just, after that, uh, I, I put a goal for myself to have a certain amount of cash in my pocket by the end of the year. And um, basically, I I envisioned that in my hand. It's like, how can I get this money oh, in my cool. pocket by this day, right? Like, so I reverse engineer uh, the goal. So I said, like, if I want to have half a million dollars in my pocket by this day. What do I have to do? What are the fast track solution to get there?
0: How many flips and for how much? And- mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. So that def- definitely helped me with the burrs, right? The experience with burrs and like really refinancing the properties and understanding uh, how much money equity makes a difference, right? So then I start finding those off-market deals that had a ton of equity on them. So I really learned how to do the RVs and all that. And then, uh, of course, finding uh, private mortgages—that was the number one thing. Mm. Um, so making connections, what we're doing, like basically on a daily basis, basically talking to different people every single day, and you never know who you're gonna meet. And at that point, uh, in 2020, I start meeting more and more people, and uh, and I I start getting more interest in doing more flips and things like that. That I was trying to do and some people with money some people that wanted to do the work with with me or people that would just want to be a money partner and uh, that's when I started basically like pulling money from uh, friends at that point allies and then um, joining efforts with uh, doing the renovations with me and then we just start flipping more homes and end up flipping 16 houses between 2020 2021 That's a lot of houses. Yeah, that's a lot of houses. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of houses, a lot of work.
1: (laughs) So, are you actually doing the work physically yourself sometimes? uh... I was. Oh, really? Wow. That's why you needed
0: the time. So, see, (laughs) that's something that's an important concept. A lot of people think, okay, I need private mortgages. I need this, I need that. But I also need time. And you mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. At one point, having a job and becoming an investor like a serious yes. investor, not just a hobby. You're buying one property every four years or something, mm-hmm. but serious, like you, 16 properties, that's a lot of time and the family and things. Absolutely. So you were, you were uh, let go. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to clear your schedule, which was good, but it's not, sometimes Actually. it's hard. Some people have, yeah. they like their job or, or they're attached to it. Uh, just like you, I'm sure if they didn't, uh, lay you off it probably would have been hard to let go of the salary and that safety net now you had no choice do you have any tips or suggestions for people thinking about quitting or being laid off somehow <laughs> I, uh, <laughs>
1: thinking about being laid off <laughs> well but... <laughs> sometimes
0: the, the the rumor is there like you hear it mm-hmm. within the company there's some layoffs coming
2: absolutely absolutely and um definitely I would say have a safety like of course the comfort especially when you have a family right like I had I have two kids right I, you don't want to just become um, uh, unemployed well, and yeah. not have anywhere else to go right like serve goes so far yeah um, we've, we've, I don't even know if it exists anymore but anyways um, I believe that becoming uh, self-sufficient, first is super important, right? Having yeah. a having a goal, like basically, like I'm okay living with $5,000 a month, right? My family can live with this, I can survive, I can basically continue going and build something else on the side. But b- building experience on a certain field that you're very interested in, like real estate, for example, building that experience, the uh, the, the uh, connections and things like that, that you can actually not only have the safety net as a salary, but as well for the future, right? Like you want to be able to continue on a consistently basis, a consistent basis, continue that business and keep growing. And that's what I had to do, right? I didn't have an option in that case. But for people that have an option that they still have a job, put yourself in a comfortable situation, right? Like sometimes yeah. we get so comfortable with the situation we are, Uh, Saying like, I make a good salary, make six figures a year, uh, whatever it is. And then um, it's very comfortable. Of course it is. That's, you know, as an engineer, I was very close to that. And I was um, um, like, it's hard to let go a salary like that, where you, banks, look at you and you have a great credit score. Mm -hmm. You can have nice cars. You can still have uh, houses and all that. But over time... You're basically uh, trading your life for some cash, right? You're oh, trading yeah. your your and and it's not what I wanted. I want to trade uh, my time to be more with my family, do my business, do what I love. And um, uh, so you you really have to have the passion first, mm-hmm. right? You still really have to understand that this is my passion. That's what I want to be doing. That's what I want to and 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 with the passion more things come out of it, right? I'm I'm a real estate investor, but I have a passion with technology. And uh, so why don't I uh, basically connect technology with real estate, for example? Yeah. And then you start really building to that, right? So like, how can you keep growing out of that passion and, and building something new and building something bigger that may impact more people than what you believe you could impact in your life, right? So what's your purpose? So it came out of purpose. It came out of everything. all like that passion purpose and, um, and creating something better for my family.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So you have to tell us, uh, Chris, why uh, BC? Yeah. What's going on there? A dream for you to move there.
2: Oh yeah. So this is a story that like uh, started when I moved to Canada, pretty much. Um, and um, it's, my dream was to move to Canada. Like this was like a dream of mine when I was in Brazil. So my, my life is full of dreams like that I had. And then, uh, how I was going to make those dreams happen was the question always. But, um, that story started in 2012 when, um, I was invited to work in Canada by the company I used to work. It was a magna company. And, um, I told my boss like my dream is to live here i don't want to leave i don't want i i really want to stay i don't want to move back to brazil i won't go back to brazil <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of like um offered me on a verbal note uh job here um but nothing was like firm and mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime i got an email from someone on linkedin at that time already and they offered me a job in, in BC. So I did an interview with them and all that. So they flew me to BC on a weekend. Nobody knew. Wow. Nobody, like very few people know this. It's like very interesting <laughs> to talk about this right now because it's like a long time ago. Um, and they flew me to Vancouver one weekend. Mm-hmm. And they paid yeah. for the whole weekend. Stay here. Learn about BC. See if you like it. Wow, Very interesting. And um, they end up offering me the job. But because my goal was to stay in Canada, no matter what, no matter where, no matter what's going to happen, um, I said the first one that gives me the job offer and the, the uh, paperwork, I'm going there. And yeah. that's what happened. Like The Magnet Company gave me um, the paperwork first, January 3rd, 2013. And um oh. the other company came like a week after when I was oh, out, no. out, One I was week extra. later. <laughs> One you, week
0: after. You probably wouldn't have met your wife and all that to, and your kid, Butterfly so. effect completely. Yeah.
2: Completely butterfly effect, right? We don't know what would be of Chris Herlin um uh, 2021. NBC, in that no back idea. in the day. Maybe yeah. you'd move exactly. to Ontario. <laughs> Maybe I would have gone moved to Ontario, whatever happened, right? But anyways, um so that was the story the start of the journey of like really loving BC. I'm like an athlete. I I love do triathlons and um cycling and all that. And um when I came to BC like I've seen all those like um bike lanes and the mountains and the water very like green. December still nice weather, very yeah. green, mountain biking, all the things that I love to do right as uh, apart from work. Apart from like my hobbies, right? (laughs) Like being like in an environment, a nice environment. It's much different than Ontario. And that's when I started the passion with BC. And I said, one day I'm going to move to BC. That was my dream. Like that was something that I always put that in my head. That one day would happen somehow. And uh, so the past year, of course, with all this, this flips, I could build a very good financial independence for me and my family. Um, In the meantime, I started tech business and then I said, well, I don't have to be in Ontario anymore. I don't have to be fixed in a place that maybe I should try like BC. And I talked to my wife and we said, yeah, let's try it. And then two months ago, we just decided to drive all the way here. So we drove, uh, put our stuff in, like rented all our houses, our primary as this is rented right now. Uh, So now we have only assets. Uh, no more <laughs> liabilities.
1: <laughs> and where do you no, live? God. Did
0: you buy a house or is it a rental? Or? Okay, it makes sense to get to know the community and see Nowhere. where the opportunities are. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely because uh, I we moved to very close to Kelowna BC because there is more like tech friendly companies here. There's more okay. like uh, accelerators and things like that and that was something that that's why we moved here we're not like big fans of big uh big cities like vancouver like we're not the uh, huge fans which we're going there today actually uh-huh. uh, it be, like pretty much 10 years after i've been there for the first time wow um, oh, wow yeah so like we're going there after our our our, our, our uh, podcast but um it was exactly because of that is basically we don't know like if this is the area we want to stay yeah something be you know and uh the more I look at real estate here I get more passionate about it so it's <laughs> back that passion you know like of doing like renovations and things like that but uh yeah it is uh it is a beautiful area it's um it's my dream it's basically beside trails beside everything so good wineries
0: I heard as well. <laughs> well lots of wineries
2: actually in Oliver there's a lot of wineries or like actually plant or like they plant the uh, the 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 grapes for the company the the, the wineries in uh, niagara and the lake
0: yes oh, yeah wow. you see that often on the labels it says made with grapes uh, from uh, not imported but <laughs> brought in from british columbia oh, yes
1: interesting here is
2: a massive area for that anything uh, where i am Kelowna, um all the way up to a Soyuz, it's like Wineries everywhere, everywhere. Wow. every five kilometers you see a winery.
1: Wow, sounds like a dream. <laughs> yeah. You guys really should come here BC for a visit. A yes. <laughs> you guys well, should be here. To go back to um kind of real estate strategies. You mentioned a little bit the burr, you mentioned flips a little bit, and you also mentioned um Wholesaling joint ventures, and wholesale. venturing. So, do you have kind of like a main kind of strategy that you like to, that you prefer to use, or do you kind of go by what area, or you're just flexible and you like a lot of them?
2: Um. So it really depends on my goals, right? Like, cash first, or
0: long term, or
2: exactly. So long term or short term. Same with rentals, right? Long term, short term, it just yeah. changes everything, right? Uh, but um burrs for me is anything long term something that i want to keep it something i want to use the cash flow to pay my my stuff or like even like create wealth for my family in the future and then flips is for anything that they want cash quick right so yeah. um for those both i use wholesale anyways like for huh? host, yeah. for burrs or mm-hmm. flips because I really love equity. it <laughs> just well, exactly. I mean, you get such a head start. It's exactly.
0: incredible. If you buy at market price, it could be okay, but it's not the yes. same. You don't get that built-in equity.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you have to wait the years, right, to work for yeah. you, right? So um, I still believe that uh, real estate is uh, not wait and buy or buy buy and wait. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, you have to wait to build that equity. But um, I think that when we buy with equity already, I had a few examples. Like I, I bought one prop, one of my last properties in Stratford that I kept for this bar. Um, I bought as a pocket deal from a very good real estate friend of mine, uh, real estate agent. Um, she called me and she's like, Chris, this is a great deal. Like you need to buy it. At that time, it was 2019, was $330,000, the property that they want to sell. But it was already worth close to $500,000. The yeah. house, the way it was
0: wow so yeah, three, you could have just flipped it like paint it or clean it and exactly sell
2: it. exactly and actually i kept the property because it's like a great area like that's growing it's behind a golf course and i was like well i'm gonna keep this house i, I re uh rehabbed it um I, I re um actually re uh, renovated and then uh 20 days within the renovations people are knocking the door are you gonna rent the house oh within wow 25 days of renovations I got the house rented.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
2: and in three months, I got the property reappraised for $100,000 more.
0: Oh my, wow. About $100,000
2: in cash in a, in a HELOC. In that and your
0: renovations are quite, um, I don't think they're super expensive, what you do on average. like.
2: Um, that property was very cosmetic. I just had to finish the basement. That's basically it. Like the upstairs was pretty much all done. It was already renovated. The, the basement was the one that they renovated. Um, but yeah, it was like $15,000 in renovations. That Whoa. property, I bought at 5% down with the bank. And wow. uh, so I put like $25,000, 28, that was almost $30,000, $30,000 total. And I got a $100,000 check from the bank three months later.
0: <laughs> Not taxable because so. you kept the property. I mean, it's tax deferred, but anyway, who cares? Well, <laughs> well, I, I, that cash,
2: I cash them all my properties. I ca- I do cash damming every single one of my properties. Like uh, for uh, Smith Maneuver or cash damming. we I use that money to reinvest in more assets, right? So like that money is yeah. all, like all that interest that I'm paying is all tax deductible.
0: Yeah. That's Perfect. the ad- advantage. Can you, I, like, we know about the Smith maneuver, but some listeners may not. Can you explain what it is and how you've applied it?
2: Absolutely. So, uh, Smith maneuver is a very like, uh, tax strategies. So it's the, what, uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki says, not how much you make is how much you keep. Yeah. Right. So, so true. <laughs> right. So what you do is basically you get the money from the rental and, um, of course, use the money for the rental to pay your primary residence. So what you want to do is basically kill as much as you can of your primary residence. That's your uh, liability. Yeah. You kill as much as that debt, as much as you can to basically like um, make more cash. right? Like, So you want to kill the liabilities and keep your assets going. And then you use your heloc to pay for the rental like the all the mortgages so basically you you do double you double that that cash that uh, return
0: you create more expenses and a way to help you yeah that's crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. right
2: so you double that so at the end of the day and taxes it's a, it's a more it's it's very um, uh, high level what I said right now but basically yeah. you use debt to pay for assets. Mm-hmm. Always something that generates cash. And then you use the money you make every month that is basically from income to pay for all your liabilities. So don't use income to pay for your assets. Use li- debt to pay for your assets. That's all crazy. the cost yeah. assets. So basically <laughs> you get all that interest that you're paying for those loans to double the income. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I love those strategies.
1: Absolutely.
2: I love them. Like it's been, yeah. it's been I've been doing this for since twenty nineteen. And my tax returns are crazy.
0: That's amazing. And some lenders are better. I find like Scotiabank with the STEP program, you get a bigger and bigger HELOC. So Absolutely. It's, kinda, it's neat. You don't need to get your well, you could, but you don't have to get it reappraised and no. You just build in that process, but it has to yeah. be planned from the beginning. It's not something Absolutely. you just no. apply no. to any old property. I mean, it it's, it's got to work. But Absolutely. wow, words of wisdom. This is excellent.
1: Yeah. So what? <laughs> no. Interest?
2: No. Thank you. I, I used I used RBC on mines, but okay. uh, it basically every single time as a as a as, as a there's a, a golden nugget there. Just every single time you do a renov- uh, refinance, pull equity, pull pull HELOC pull a heloc mm-hmm. and then a heloc always grows every, every single time you pay your principal you grow the heloc right so basically all that principal that you're paying goes back as money that you can borrow Redeploy from the
0: bank and, So yeah. all that
2: equity opens up it's
0: like infinite banking with houses so Absolute, of life it's life insurance you're using <laughs> you're using it's money so imagine yeah. you
2: have like you know, six properties with a HELOC, and every single month you're paying. Um, I double all my mortgages, right? Because this this money all come back, all comes yeah. back. So you use your income to pay double, and then basically all that money you can keep paying with the loan. After that, it just becomes like a revolve, like it's it's a flywheel. Yeah, it's spinning faster and faster.
0: Awesome. Can't stop it. <laughs>
2: you can't stop. You cannot stop. At some point, it just becomes so big that you cannot stop it.
0: <laughs> I love this. Yeah.
1: So what's that, what's next for you? Uh, what are you going to be working on in 2022?
0: In BC. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I'm developing an app. I'm developing a platform
2: for real estate, um, which is going to be wow. ready in a week, actually. Oh wow! Uh, cool. Yeah. So it's going to be on Apple Store and uh, Android Play. Um, basically is what I've done my, my whole life, my whole life in real estate, I would say, uh, which is basically finding properties with, um, like, or underutilized properties. And I focus a lot on underutilized properties because that's not focused by anyone else. Right. So if you go to. If you go to a realtor, they want picture perfect properties. And, yeah. um, So when where do you find underutilized properties? Well, I have to go multiple different ways. There's not a single place that you can find underutilized properties. You go to wholesaler, you go to Facebook, you go to Kijiji, yeah. you go to Facebook Marketplace, you go like to Craigslist, eBay, <laughs> it's Like, and one of the things that I always like. Because I love so much real estate, when I've seen properties on Kijiji, for me, anything secondhand marketplace is to sell something that you don't value anymore.
0: That's it. Yeah.
2: Right. So if you, want, you don't want the bicycle, you sell to someone that may may use it for a better cause or like a better thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't use it. Someone will use it. If you don't like a real estate, you sell it there, too. Like this yeah. is like 70 percent of Canadians. They use real estate as their main wealth. For their families.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
2: So when you put something like that, that's wealth for your family into a secondhand marketplace, because not because Canadians don't love their properties. And I don't believe in that. I believe that is because they don't have a better option.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, it's true because they think, okay, they're realtor and the fees. Then they go to Kijiji. But then they, yeah, like you said, they kind of depreciate their property there. People, oh, it's like a garage sale. That's what it is, really. Yeah,
2: it's a garage sale of your property, right? But my 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 main thing is not only the commissions of the real estate agents, but um, real estate agents. They're like, it's not anything against. No, nothing like that. What I'm saying is that picture perfect properties. People that want to sell underutilized properties, they are like either, um, you know, like dirty or like they don't want to remove their their stuff from inside or like they're not in picture perfect condition, right? Or no they want to so fast <laughs> or no staging. And uh, sometimes like they're not viewed as a good deal for those real estate agents. And so how can we build a place that everyone is welcome? Yeah. everyone's welcome independent if your property is dirty it's like full of Critters. cluttered <laughs> or something where can we actually build a, pl- a place that everyone's welcome independent of the condition of the house and that's what i'm building i'm building a, a place that like everyone's welcome you can buy rent find, uh, do everything on your property with any any kind of property In an ecosystem that you have everything that you need, like chat, um, virtual showings, everything else inside. Wow. And then you can stay in one place.
1: That's really interesting.
0: We'll have to stay in touch and see when you launch it. Let me know and I'll add it to the show notes. What's the name of your app?
2: It's Domaly, it's D O M A L L Y, which is a synthesis of two words. My wife is Polish. So Dom is house in Polish. And then Ally as Unite Resources, uh, People, and Commodities for Mutual Benefit. So that's basically basically what we're building, right? Is a place that people can um, mutually benefit in the real estate world.
0: That's awesome. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Great way to start the year 2022 with a new app and a new place to, to find deals, list deals and maybe find tenants or, or look for uh, yeah. your next rental. Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing some information about your background, mm-hmm. your story, and some Thank words you. of wisdom. It's Thank been you. a pleasure. And we'll have to connect maybe in a while and see what you're up to and how you're liking BC and, and adjusting and learn about your app.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime, guys. I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, no problem. So how can somebody who wants to get a hold of you find you on social media?
2: Oh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. So it's Chris Herlin anywhere. Um, my co- the company name is Domely, so you can go on uh, domely.com. Um, or, um, yeah, any, anywhere. I'm always open. I'm always open to chat, so learn new things. So, like, please reach out and um, let's chat.
1: Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Thank awesome. you. Cheers. Thank you. Hello, investors. So, you've been thinking about scaling your business, your portfolio, getting into real estate investing, but you don't know where to start. Or, you've been an investor for a while and you've hit a wall, so financial roadblock, or your market is tapped out, or you're just tired of land- the landlord and tenant board if you're in Ontario. I have a solution for you. So, I've set up recently two new Facebook groups. One is called the Creative Real Estate Investor Beta Group. It's free for anyone to join, look it up on Facebook. I'd love to see you there. I provide a one hour free group coaching on that group every month. And I have great guests as well coming on and lots of exchange happening. I also have the Alpha Group. So same thing, but it is a paid group. So it's $97 US per month, but you also get discounts for one-on-one coaching with me And I have all kinds of guests that are uh, more exclusive. We're going to have some insider information, information about pre-construction opportunities, deals in other countries, states, and uh, private lending, private lenders, joint ventures, you name it. Anything related to real estate will be there. So I'd love to see you there. You can also send me an email, flhomescorp at gmail.com to find out more. Cheers. Hey there listeners, we hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate podcast.
1: Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So Wine and Real Estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel.
0: Yes, and please make sure to give us a rating, five stars (laughs) or any comments. We'd love to hear from you and uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers.
1: Yeah, chin chin. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.